0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Insurance Disruptors podcast. I am Abraham Busek, co-host and founder with Nate Jones here of Wexford Insurance for the Insurance Disruptors. This is a podcast designed for you, the agent in mind, where you can come and find a place where you have good quality training that's designed to help you further your business, take your client relationships to the next level, and ultimately help you find the success that you were looking for when you entered the insurance world. And let's just dive right in. So, this is part two of a two part podcast. We did one on life insurance and how to run a life insurance appointment. And now I'm going to get the privilege of interviewing Nate, um, who does PNC insurance and how to properly run and execute a property and casualty um, insurance appointment. So, Nate, let's jump right in. Um, talk to me for a minute about mindset before you go into an appointment, real fast.
1: Yeah, the, the mindset, and usually there's two meetings that, that we have in PNC. Uh, I have an introductory meeting, which it can either be a phone call or a meeting, and then I have the actual, I call it substance meeting, where you have quotes and you're presenting the quotes. So before that first meeting, what I'm doing is I I briefly kind of look over their website. If it's a business, I I normally do business insurance. I'm kind of looking over, just kind of seeing their operations for a high level so I can begin to think about some questions. And then I I rehearse in the car on the way, or right before the meeting, I rehearse the introduction, the, I call it the, the upfront statement really. And that's kind of setting up the goals of the meeting and the expectations and taking the pressure
0: off. I love it. So keep it simple, right? Like don't overcomplicate the mindset process before you go into an appointment. So, well, Hey man, let's dive in a little deeper here. Um, I don't, you know, I've never done PNC insurance. And so I'm looking forward to hearing because I know even on the life side, there's going to be things you go over in this that I'm going to be able to implement into the life insurance meetings as well. So let's talk beginning of a meeting. So you're walking into meet with your client. How do you start the meeting? I
1: always thank them for for sitting with me. Thanks for taking time out. And then what I do right from the beginning is I take the pressure off. And the reason I do this is because someone's coming in and as an insurance person, they've been sold to a lot. They've had a lot of bad experiences and a lot of bad salespeople who have came in and put a lot of pressure on them. So the first thing I say is like, hey, I have no expectations where this meeting goes. This is just a chance for me to sit down, learn more about you and see how or if, if we can help at any point. And if there's something that merits another conversation that merits kind of a a next step, then we can do that. If not, we can both go our separate ways and move on. So I'm setting that off and, and I will physically see people go from like this, leaning back to going like finally opening up. And you can't just say that, you have to actually do it. And I mean it because for me, when there's no pressure and expectations, I can relax. So it not only helps the prospect relax, it helps me relax too, because then I'm mentally saying, I don't need this sale. I don't, I'm here to just see if I can help.
0: I love that. And it goes back to a line we've said a lot, I think um, throughout our podcast recordings is that again, you're not there trying to make them interested. You're there to help the ones who are interested. And I love that. You know, so many times the insurance has gotten a bad rap um, as an industry, as a whole, Because I think we kind of got away from that at some point in time as an industry. And I love that you go in there and just letting them know, like, hey, I'm here to help. If I can help, great. And if not, I'll be the first to tell you. And man, we can still be friends. So I love that for sure. Let's talk about running a meeting. So how do you take control of the meeting? How do you run the meeting to make sure that you are putting yourself in a position where you can add value to the client, but also where you're comfortable enough to walk away if you need to? if there's no nothing you can help them with?
1: Yeah. So the first thing I avoid, and I guess this is what you could say control. The first thing I avoid is talking about myself or my agency as it doesn't make sense for me to talk about the different solutions we have. If those solutions may not align with what the prospect is looking for. And this happens time and time again, where the, the prospect says, Hey, tell me about your company. And I say, you know, we're an independent agency, but at the end of the day, I really wanna ask questions about you because we have a lot of solutions, but there's no point of me going through those solution and wasting both of our time today if none of those solutions really matter to you, right? Uh, Our service capabilities, these capabilities, why am I throwing stuff at them and just seeing what sticks?
0: Yeah, and I think your solutions have to be client-based, right? not Wexford based Yep, um, because they're not insuring Wexford. You're there to help insure them in their business. And so I love that you're digging in around their history, but also what you're doing is you're digging around what makes them tick and people love to talk about themselves and what makes them tick. And that's yes. a way to kind of break down some barriers and build some trust um, with them for sure. So give us an example, if you don't mind, Nate, what are some high quality questions that you ask to get the conversation started?
1: Yeah. And just to reiterate, this is what I bring to a meeting. This is it. I don't bring a pamphlet. I don't bring a bunch of stuff about Wexford. I am here to write. And the questions I'm asking are kind of like what I said before. Hey, tell me, I was, this is my first question. 10,000 foot view, tell me about your business. And then from there, I ask how you started your business, um, how you've grown it. And how many employees do you have? How many, how many different locations do you have? Uh, where do you see your business growing in the future? And from these questions, basically there's gonna be a connection point to insurance eventually. And a lot of people say, well, why are you asking questions? You're an insurance agent. Well, for me, I need to know everything about their business. And so at some point, there's gonna be a connection about insurance. If there's a, there's a need, why they took the meeting. There's either a need for price, means they feel like they're overpaying, they feel like they're not being advocated for, that they're not getting their insurance priced out. They feel like there's a deficiency in service, that they're not getting the service that they wish they had. They feel like they're either outgrowing the expertise of their current agent, and they feel like they need a partner who can better understand how to help them scale their business with their insurance. So through these questions of asking these things, there some sort of need is going to pop up. And if it doesn't, the very last question I ask is, hey, tell me why you wanted to sit down with me today. And, and I got an answer one time because I didn't see the connection. I was like, tell me why. And and the guy said, well, my the owner of the company wants me to meet with three different insurance agencies a year. So if I didn't ask him that question, and it, maybe it was a waste of 30 minutes, I don't think it was, but There's another rep for me. But at the end of the day, I got to see right then and there, okay, this guy isn't, there's no need. He's being taken care of. So I said, oh, well, you know, feel free to use his bench strength if anything ever changes. You know, it's like, I don't know if it makes sense to move forward because it doesn't sound like, you know, there's really a need. So yeah,
0: no, that's so good. There's a couple of things I wrote down when you were talking there. Um, First, I wrote down, it sounds like you're kind of treating that first appointment in the beginning of it like a first date. Mm-hmm. Right on a first date, you're just asking questions to get to know about each other at the beginning, right? If you start diving in with too deep of questions too quick, you're going to scare them off, and there's going to be no second date, right? <laughs> um, but secondly, you know that's what a professional does as well. You know, you think if you go to a, your attorney, your doctor, your banker, they're going to ask you qualifying questions like that around you, just so they can better understand you and the situation. And so I love that you're not skipping that. And then the other one is you're digging into their pain points, right? Like you booked the meeting for a reason. So why are we both sitting here? You took time out of your busy schedule to take my call, to take time out of work, to actually meet with me. And I love the question where you just cut right to the chase. If you're not if you're not feeling the pain point point, you can't see it, just cutting right to the chase and asking the client why. Because again, I think we try to be so smooth sometimes in insurance that we forget it. We can just ask a question and listen and the client will tell us everything we want to know. So I love that for sure. Let's jump into closing the meeting now, right? So you've had your first meeting. Um, Let's talk about not closing the sale just yet, but like you're closing down the first meeting and you're letting them know what you're going to do. How do you set that up? And how do you go ahead and get another meeting on the books so you can help them um, in that second close?
1: Yeah. So when I'm going through the pain points and let's say I connected on a pain point, I briefly kind of explain what solutions we've provided for either another company or kind of solutions that I can kind of think through and that I'm going to say, hey, my homework is to go look into this further for you. Like if it's price, hey, let me go see if you're even, let me go see if you're paying the best price because you might be paying the best price and then it saves us both time from going through this whole process. If it's service, let me make sure, let me talk with my team, make sure that we can be able to, provide this level of service, instead of just sitting in there and saying, yeah, we can do that, it means a lot to him that I can go back and say, let me make sure our team can handle this, and let me, and and then the growth expertise, well, let me make sure that, you know, the previous clients we've worked with are similar to yours, and that we have the expertise furthermore than what you're getting right now, so I'm connecting with that and providing some sort of solution, and so after that, when I'm providing that solution of kind of our expertise and different things, I say, Hey, is there anything that kind of merited another discussion today? Even if it is obvious, even if it is straight up that I am having a great conversation, is there anything that merited a second meeting? I said this at the beginning of the meeting that you know, if there's something that merits, then we'll move forward. And I'm gonna ask you again, is there something that makes sense to move forward? Because sometimes on the best meetings. Sometimes people don't want to tell you no. So when you ask them straight up, some of the best meetings I've had, they're like, well, I don't know if it makes sense. Okay, well, that saved me time. And then I can dive into, okay, you know, tell me more about that. And I can further use my time effectively moving forward instead of leaving the meeting, feeling pumped up, feeling awesome. And then the guy ghosts me for two or three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and then after you connect, let's say he is interested You're saying, hey, I give him a timeline of when I'll be able to meet again. Hey, give me a couple of days. I'll reach back out to you and we can reconnect.
0: Yeah, there's something you touched on there that I love. And I don't even know if you realize the value of what you did. You might, but I don't know. And that's where you're not over promising just to get a sale. Right. You're saying, you know what? I don't know if we can meet that need. Let me run it by my team and make sure that we can provide the level of service that you're looking for. And man, that builds so much trust. Clients don't care if we don't have all the answers right away. They just want to know that we're going to do right and go find the answers, or at least not pretend to have the answers that we don't know, right? Everybody's been screwed over at some point in business by somebody who acted like they knew all the answers. And that causes us to put up walls then, right? That we filter everything through. And so you just knock down all those walls right away by saying, hey, you know what? I'm not sure. Let me check on that and let me get back to you. Now let's jump into the closing meeting. So now you, you've got all the information, you've collected all the information from them, you went to work, you got the options and solutions together for them. What does that second meeting look like? Is it a long meeting, a short meeting? Is it kind of quick to the chase? How do you execute that and stay on track?
1: Yeah, so the, the second meeting is, is so much easier. And usually the second meeting, if I'm going over quotes, the first thing I go to, and this is what I do, and I'm not saying it's the correct way. I go directly to the premium and the price. Me personally, when I go somewhere, if I go shopping for a car or something, I want to know the price and then justify the price. You have a proposal. You should put it on one page. You need to go through and explain every single coverage, educating them.
0: And I love what you do there, right? You're walking them through the policy and what it does. So price is only a problem in the absence of value. So I love that you go through the price and then build value into why it is, why you chose what you chose and letting them know. I think that puts the personal touch that the insurance industry is lacking in a lot of ways, right? Too many people are now so used to going on and just getting a policy, they buy it. And then come time when they need the insurance, they realize, oh wait, (laughs) it didn't cover what I needed it to cover, now I'm kind of in trouble.
1: As an insurance agent, providing that the company has risk, everybody has risk and they're either transferring that risk and that's insurance, buying a policy. They're either avoiding it, and that's just them shutting down their business or stopping doing certain types of business, which people don't do, or they're self-insuring it and retaining the risk. So the biggest thing is retention or uh, transfer and explain to them, hey, you're the risk manager of your company. These are the risks. I provided a solution for you to transfer. Again, you don't have to do that. You can retain that risk. But here's your
0: exposure
1: if that is retained.
0: Well, hey, I appreciate the time you've poured into this. Even on the life insurance side, I have a page of notes here, man, that I can implement um, into my business right away. So good stuff. And uh, guys, we're going to wrap up the podcast here. If you have any questions for Nate, like if you're specifically needing help with some PNC stuff, reach out to us here at the Insurance Disruptors. You can message us on Facebook, um, LinkedIn. I think you can message us as well. We are here and we're happy to help. Let's go out and crush the week and uh, let's get after it.